This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Back Talk. Our hashtag for the show is hashtag Back Talk. Um, be sure to share that with your family and friends and let them know that we are live right now. Put the hashtag up so you can see it. Um, you can go to our Facebook page and share the link with your followers. You can post this link in your social media to let them know you're, that we are live and we're talking to the ladies from the Momference. So we're going to be talking about that conference. So welcome, ladies. Thank Hi. you for having us. Please go ahead and introduce yourselves. Okay. I am Simona Noche Wright. I'm the co-founder and co-producer of District Motherhood and the Momference. And I'm Nikki Osei Barrett, and I am the co-founder of District Motherhood and the Momference. Well, I want to just um, take a second and put up some of these photos of the Momference. Let me get it out of, over here because, I mean, it's a robust uh, conference. Like, I just looked at this one picture. Hold on one second. Do a couple of things here. Let me squeeze us in. Um, so that everyone can see that. But um, I'm going to take us down for a second and just make that solo so people can see that. That Look at this conference. Just look at that. All the people back there. And they all look like they're having such a wonderful time. So no, I love it. I love it. So I just wanted to share that. We're going to be talking about that conference more and where you can attend and how you can be part of it. But because Mother's Day is right here this weekend and happy Mother's Day, everyone. We are celebrating Black moms today. Black moms, man. Uh-oh, what happened? I think we lost uh, uh, Simona and uh, Nikki. So uh, hold on. Okay, you guys are back. Let me get you back to the broadcast. Not sure what happened there. Okay. We lost you for a second, but that's okay. If it happens, I'll keep talking <laughs> until you guys get back here. All right. Um, let's start with some royalty because I want to talk about some events in the news. And we had a royal baby born to mm -hmm. Meghan Markle and her little uh, her little infant named Archie. And I love, I love, love, love the royals. So what do you guys think about this royal birth? I am so excited. So it's really, really funny because my husband actually resembles Prince Harry, like, a lot. Um, really? <laughs> yeah. I kind of joke, like, are they kin? Um, and so I call the royal baby, I call baby Archie my nephew. So I'm really excited. I've been counting down to the birth. So I was really excited to hear the news. Wait, does your husband have red hair too? Yes, he looks like Prince Harry. Just like him. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I love, I just love the idea this baby's born. They were being really protective over the baby, not showing their face and rightfully so, because they have a lot of haters out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, they fired uh, one commentator for uh, tweeting a picture of some a well-dressed couple with a chimpanzee um, coming out of a building. Absolutely. And I believe I, I would assume that the queen had something to do with that because they fired him very expeditiously mm -hmm. as, as they should. Um, so judgment and the scrutiny that they, get. Oh, yeah. and I, also, I, I, I really, I felt for her, the fact that the Royals have to come out and be photographed two days after birth. Mm. Um, Kate was out hours after birth and I can't even imagine having on heels and being photographed and displayed for millions to see shortly after delivery. Right. Absolutely. And not only that, but knowing that her experience with, 
um, throughout the pregnancy or even with them, you know, her being a black woman or mixed woman, like in the um, royal house, you know, that already was a lot. So coupled yes. with what Nikki just said, the experience of a new mom and trying to get all of that going on, in addition to knowing that I'm already preparing myself for some sort of backlash and judgment, of, and judgment mm-hmm. already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she wore white. I don't know how any new mom can get away with that because I wouldn't have dared <laughs> wear white after childbirth. But um, and then I saw some memes on um, Instagram that were kind of funny showing that what the royals look like after they have a baby and yeah. then what we look like <laughs> after we have a baby. Yeah. They have a whole team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They yeah. have a whole team. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I absolutely love watching them and I can't wait. She's like our Cinderella. I think people don't understand yeah. that. She is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get a little bit back to reality. We're going to talk about moms today and how hard of a job it is to be a, a mom um, and black mom and some of the current events that also has happened because um, the world really isn't kind to our children and um, they're viewed as adults. They're punished harsher in school. And, you know, what is a mom to do? I get a lot of parents commenting and um, contacting me as an advocate to see what I can do to help their children. Uh, and it's the same story I hear over and over again. There really is um, an issue, too, I found where once we make it as um, adults that we will put our kids into schools that are um, mostly white and put the day's climate kids are starting to get, you know, some backlash from some of the other students who are, are non-students of color, you know, white or whatever they may be. Um, what do you guys think about that and how can moms handle it? It's funny. I actually had a conversation with a mom that I met at the mom conference last year. We met, we became great friends and we kept touch over the year. And just yesterday, she was telling me her son um, goes to a private school. Well, she has two kids in private school. She actually pulled the oldest child out of the school because of the way the child was being treated by teachers, um, by other students. And the, the private school is really, really expensive. And she also said that there were five other moms that were dealing with the same thing. All of these were black women. So collectively, they have decided to pull their children from the school. And it's just unfortunate that it doesn't matter that you're paying that same high tuition. Um, it doesn't. It really doesn't matter. You're still judged you're still there's like a stigma around you being within the within the school so it's funny that you say that because we literally talked about that yesterday so her child has been removed from the school when she's looking for another learning environment for him it's a common thread throughout the country right now that I'm, I'm finding and you know I really wish we can build our own schools somewhat and that are high achieving and maybe take that tuition and put it toward hiring a teacher even if we had to do multiple grades like the old one-room schoolhouse I would mm-hmm. really like to see homeschool parents just be able to take in a few other students um, just to protect them. But then I wonder, is this what they want? Do they want us to pull our kids out so we can have segregated schools? Exactly. Is this what Because the schools aren't responding to the complaints that your child is being bullied or, or whatever is happening. And the suicide rate for Black children is really high right now. It's epidemic. It's really sad and it's shocking. And I keep seeing those headlines repeatedly, specifically yeah. on Facebook, like every other day, there's a seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 year old child taking their, their life. And it's like, what is going on in the school? Why is nothing being done? But also why do these children feel 
why are they capable of doing something like that at such a young age? Oh, I can give you some information and background on that because I taught at school, but that is the most at-risk category is like nine to 12 year olds right now, even more so than teens. And the kids actually tell them, go kill yourself, go hang yourself. And you yeah. can Google anything these days, yeah. right? So they will tell them to go do that. And then they, they do. So I, I, all I can say is for parents to really talk to your children and know what's going on and be an advocate. If you have to go up to the school every day, do what you got to do, because our children really are at risk. Mm-hmm. They really are. I think for sure. me, well, I have younger children. They're four and three. So with Nikki, with her having a child coming out of high school and also in um, elementary school, she's right there in the nitty gritty of that experience where with me, it's almost like an overwhelming thought, um, mm-hmm. having to like hear these stories and prepare myself. And like, just even the thought of trying to prepare just overwhelms me emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I know that doesn't take away the fact that, you know, I have to you know, like prepare. And especially with me, I was actually, I was not born in this country. I'm from Ghana, West Africa, and I moved here in 2001. So I had to learn a lot of um, just certain like cultural, um, like racial tensions that I honestly did not Mm -hmm. know existed coming from, you know, Ghana. Um, Mm -hmm. Something I was glad to learn about. So with that, you know, I, I have to there's some some experiences that my friends have gone through as children that better equip them to raise children in America where I didn't go through. So I have to now learn, you know, through their experiences. Now, thankfully, I went to the HBCU. I went to Howard University. So that was honestly a life changing experience, especially to just equip me as a mom of color, raising children, my husband. He's also, um, he's biracial. His father is a black man from Alabama. His stepmother um, played a huge role in his life. She's pretty much his mom and she's a black woman from Alabama. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, as husband and wife, he even teaches me. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, put it in this context. But so I'm definitely still learning, you know, in, for me as like children, as a mom to um, young children. And I definitely want my children to have a diverse experience and learn so much. But I think because, you know, I went to Howard, he went to Morehouse. Most of our friends are HBCU graduates. So we are very pro-Black in our (laughs) home. Um, Black love, Black art, Black books, Black everything. So we're very passionate. We have no doubt that our children are going to be very pro-Black, especially in their mind. So, um, which is the 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 place where you can really attack somebody would be in the mind. So we right. can just kind of make sure that our children are are they know who they are and are proud of who they are. And of course, they can relate to other people and have a good time and enjoy. There's no hate here, but just as in their mind, they know who they are. They're less, you know, they're able to combat um, certain things that come their way. And they know that their parents aren't having it either. No, we're not playing with that. <laughs> I think that's really key like it's you know they know they can come to you they know that you're not going to have it and having that culture and that history and knowing who they are from that gives them a strong foundation so that they can resist any kind of negativity that comes their way because they already know they're great and they came from greatness i really think that is so key for parents to teach their children now, let's talk about not so great moments in our news lately with moms, <laughs> but we love our moms. But um, the principal in Texas, she made headlines because she made a dress code 
And I know we all have some opinions about this dress code, but um, it's for the parents, not for the students. And the dress code bars parents from coming on the school grounds if they are wearing ripped jeans, which are now, you know, um, fashion, but some ripped jeans are more ripped than others and leggings <laughs> and short skirts and mini dresses, sagging jeans. Let's see, undershirts were on there, um, cleavage exposing tops and hair bonnets, which I have a problem with, but pajama pants and rollers have also been banned. And this principle is African-American woman. So they wanted to say, oh, you know, first, oh, it's so, it's so racist, it's racist. Is it racist? Is it, or is it just that she said she was trying to set an example for the students so that they know when they're applying for a job or visiting someone outside the home setting, this is not the appropriate way to dress with headscarves and and things like that. So, I mean, I see both sides of it. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that and see what you have to say. Um, for me, I definitely see both sides. I'm a little bit torn. Like, you know, I think number one, in terms of wanting to set an example, I, I agree with you should want to say it is a school, there are children, and you want to protect them and, and their level of maturity at this age to focus in school and, you know, do their thing and learn appropriate dress styles for school. Mm -hmm. um, I think that in the vein of, you know, making sure how to apply for a job, I think there's different ways, um, different dress codes for jobs. Right. I think um, there are options. Like I've actually never worked. I am a publicist. I've had a great career and I've never had, um, I guess, business clothes or, or work clothes. You know, I, we have rolled in there in jeans and a t-shirt in the entertainment industry. So I mm -hmm. think um, her focus in getting kids to understand appropriate styles, that there are other avenues for that. Mm -hmm. There's um, professional day, there's career day. You can bring people and they can focus like, oh, in this career, whatever. In terms of appropriate style, I definitely agree that, yes, you know, with the, with ripped jeans, I think is a fashionable thing. I think something someone right. said there was leggings too, but I mean, I know as a mom dropping my kids off in the morning, I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but I'm throwing on leggings and a shirt and put my hair in a bun, I think I'm fine. I'm getting my kids to school. Mm -hmm. That's not a problem right. to me. Right. But I did think, you know, if she wants to set like, hey, we just want to come drop our kids off. Like an ex, you can be casual, but like, you know, kind of roll it in here with your hair bonnet or um, rollers. I don't have a problem with it either way. But I, if that's how she wants to run her school, I don't think it's the worst thing like in the world to me. Okay, but right. so what is the consequence? Um, because I, I feel the same way. I share your sentiment about all of that. I do think that the dress code is too strict because, yeah, so it definitely depends on how it's worn, but like leggings, um, ripped jeans, there are just certain things like these are everyday pieces of clothing that you wear. Mm -hmm. And as moms, the mornings are hectic. Yeah. Like, and I can honestly say that there are days that I have pulled up to Nick's school. And you might give me a second look like, wow, but you know what? My kid got to school on time. So while I understand, yes, you should definitely be dressed appropriately. I think that the principal should also empathize with the mother that is running last minute to get her kid to school. And it's more important for the child to be at school on time than for you to be concerned with what I'm wearing. I or agree. I think school's very, I think school is the most important thing that they're there and that they have supportive parents, not necessarily what they wear. And it exactly. makes me think of church, you know, people dress all kinds of ways for church, but you know, Jesus invited 
all types of church, no matter what they wore. You know, it's a respect thing. I get it. But the idea is to get them there and then teach them what you need to teach them. When I have a class for parents, you know, um, you know, and not all parents can afford everything. What they have is what they have. But then again, I also see the point. I see the point. Um, and I've seen parents show up looking like, uh, I don't know, just stuff falling out and, <laughs> and, and looking bad. So, uh, but again, bras and, and like to not dress pro provocatively. But some people mm -hmm. don't know, I guess that's her issue is right. Like my husband told me, you know, one time he was dropping our daughter to school and he was like, man, some of the stuff like, you, you know, these moms wear, it's like, whoa. And mm -hmm. you know, so to me, I'm like, I definitely, I think it's very easy to jump right into like, a, well, you never know what people are struggling with. You never know, like some people can't afford it. Like, absolutely. We want you to just get your kid on time. However, I don't think, you know, if, if the person was going to a job, um, your director wouldn't say, well, as long as you just even just show up here and do your job, I'm grateful. Like they would want you to be like, well, this is how like you need to, there's stuff to wear for home and there's, there's stuff to wear to church, there's stuff to wear to a wedding mm -hmm. and there's stuff that's appropriate to wear on the beach and not the beach or in front of children. So it, to me, her saying like, okay, guys, you know, everyone is coming here with like rollers and you're wearing shirts and you da da. I just kind of want to have a. I don't think she even expected uniform. this sort of backlash. Right. I think she just really had a good intention. Like, okay, how about we create a uniform? You know, rather than singling people out, let's just create a uniform. Let's just create a standard that will help. Um, because I believe she was like the lady who went to the Ellen show. So I guess she's just kind of like. You know, but if you want to wear a bonnet, can you put, I don't know, like something up, girl, like something over it? I'm like, that nobody sees me when I drop Nick off the school <laughs> because you might catch me looking some kind of way. But it, so here's my question. What is the consequence if you do not adhere to the dress code? Like They I won't let you in. They that. won't let you in. One parent tried to register her kid and she was sent away. So they won't let you in. And that's what happens. But you know what? I wonder, because they said mini skirts, right? So there's this famous uh, blogger and she's um, African and she um, is, she's well-to-do and she lives in this fancy neighborhood and she calls the moms in the morning at the bus stop fancy. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. She's, oh, it's hilarious. And she's hiding behind a window because she don't want them to see her in her bonnet. Because right. they're fancy, though she's not at the school. But this mom that shows up every morning is, you know, she is on point and it's a white woman, blonde, and she has on a tennis skirt, right? So she's <laughs> yeah. going to go play tennis. So it, would that be acceptable? I wonder, because it is truly a mini skirt. So and that's against the dress code. So they can't wear tennis outfits. So I wonder if it's more to discriminate against the black parents, even though the principal is black than white parents, even though that's a whole different school. I wonder what would happen if you showed up in a tennis skirt and you were going to go play tennis with your racket and everything, would they not let you in? So it's kind of curious to see how this will play out. Then that actually had to actually see how it played out for it to actually happen. Like right. if somebody came into there, you know when someone is in tennis gear, they're coming in with their sneakers, mm -hmm. their skirt, like you know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. There's also a difference between um, a black woman in a tennis skirt, yeah, and a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. Yeah, because so. there was the the lady that was um a, a news anchor, the the young lady that was a news anchor, the body con dress, mm -hmm. and, and she wore the same dresses actually that a lot of her co colleagues had worn before, and other 
um, um, anchors across, you know, America, different stations had worn. And people started doing a side by side and memes mm-hmm. like, hey, her dress is right in top, you know, above her knee and mm-hmm. her dress. But obviously, because of, you know, the way black women are built mm-hmm. and, you it's know, inappropriate it's inappropriate because of how she's curvier or whatever it is. So I think the situation would have to happen. Um, I think, you know, in this situation, rather than, because we can definitely jump on and just be like, okay, well, then what about this? And then if they do this, they do that. And right. we'll just kind of keep going back and forth. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. You know, the thing is like, okay, well, what is what is your goal here? Um, can this be a little bit flexible? Because we agree with the goal. However, you know, this is why this doesn't make sense. And right. where is the flexibility here? You know, understand where the parents are coming from. Understand where the teacher are coming from. Look, is coming from, look at the list. And it's like, okay, this works to meet the goal. This doesn't right. take away from the goal. And we can come from there. And then after if there is backlash or some sort of, then we deal with those things like on a, you know, case basis. Right. We, we need you to run for a school board because you're absolutely right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And, I you know, not on a PCA. I, I barely make it to school. We're supposed to be there at 9 a.m. I pull through at 9 02. As long as you're not wearing your bonnet, I guess it's okay. <laughs> You know, you said something, though, because I taught high school and I was really more lenient with the dress code than they wanted me to be because I noticed what you said. You know, the black girls were curvier and they can wear the same dress a white girl can wear and a white girl get away with it all day long. But the black girl wouldn't because her curves makes the dress go up, and especially in the back. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, and their curves somehow offend people. So I was always getting in trouble as a teacher for not writing people up by the dean's office. And I was like, I'm not writing her up for that because that's the way she's built. Um, so, yes, there's a difference in, um, like you said, a white woman wearing a tennis skirt and a black woman. But it sh- really should not be, you know, they don't really make those things for us. So maybe somebody out there can invent it for us. But let's go. Let's talk about the conference for a second. I'm going to... Um, put up the website so that people can see um, your, you know, so they can go there. Um, especially if you missed the photos that I showed earlier, it's really a robust conference. Tell us about it. And do you address any of these issues that moms might be going through? Okay. So um, as you know, we're here on behalf of district mother huge, which is an organization where the premier organization for millennial moms of color in the DMV area, DC, Maryland, Virginia, so we cover everything from like um, raising awareness, providing resources to our moms, um, a social organization, um, just to kind of engage and build a tribe with 7,000 mm-hmm. moms strong. However, through the District Motherhood, we created the Mom Friends, and this is the second annual of the Mom Friends. It's just a day for um, just, you know, moms of color, Black moms to get together and just feel magical um, to engage with other moms, to learn from each other, to learn from um, local mom influencers or experts in the field that we're talking about. So we just pick a theme, we sell our tickets, we make sure that we're engaging, not just you know our, our favorite mommy uh, mommies that we know on social media, but just so experts in the field that mm-hmm. we're bringing them into. And we have a great team, Nikki and I, as you can see on the picture, Nikki and I found our organization, but we could not produced it without the 22 women we call our mom squad um, who are excellent women, full-time moms, full-time wives, full-time careers. And they were like, listen, we believe in this. We want to support, support you. This cause. And they're fantastic. And we're a team of 24 broken up into 10 committees. So we're really dedicated. Um, this is a passion work. This is good work. 
Uh, we just want women to feel fed. So last year we did have um, a building little leaders panel to answer your question, which was, you know, talking about just um, just raising um, black boys and black girls in America. Mm-hmm. And we touched on a lot of things, you know, like um, racial encounters with, you know, police or mm-hmm. um, teaching, like how and how do you navigate the system like with your with your students and how do you teach them to like feel proud about being black without burdening your five-year-old to think like black, black, black and making them feel like they have to fight already at a young age. And it was such a riveting panel um, this year. Uh, we try to keep it obviously like different. So this year we do have a whole track on parenting mm-hmm. and we're exploring discipline tactics. And, you know, cause we all kind of differ on how like we went to spank or not to spank, to yell or not to spank, mm-hmm. especially also uh, with autism. We want to ensure that, you know, there's a lot of black moms who have children with special needs mm-hmm. and, um, you know, with autism all across the spectrum. And we want to, you know, just inform each other where it's like discipline is different. It's not the same when you do have a child who's on the spectrum. So um, that that plays a part into like how we engage and support each other in mm-hmm. our village and raising mm-hmm. children, the demands that we put um, in school navigating the the um education system and also just in our communities you know like how are we as black parents and as a black community um imploring the people in our kids barbers the hairstylists like people that we work with how are we employing them to work with us in raising our children and it's not just you know it takes a village to watch your kids but it takes a village to engage, to educate your kids, to understand your kid, to understand where your kid's coming from with the socioeconomic backgrounds, the diverse um, teaching, disciplining styles. Mm-hmm. Homes are different, single moms, co-parenting um, family styles, you know. So we're definitely tackling that for sure. It may not be called, hey, Black parenting, but because this is an entire conference, we are digging in there like, how do we do it our way? Because it goes without saying that we kind of understand each other and there's some things that we don't have to explain or re-explain as we would have had we gone to um, uh, a different conference. And outside of parenting, it's also an opportunity for the moms to learn more about themselves and better themselves. So we have two, we have two different tracks, Mommy, between the sheets, which tackles um, self-care, self-awareness, um, how mommy feels after baby, body after baby, sex after baby. And then there's like mommy in the streets. So um, being a mompreneur, tackling moms with finances, um, how to dress after you have your baby, just just different lifestyle experiences. So um, we want to make sure that outside just equipping parents with tools for their children, we want to make sure that the moms are well-fed themselves. Because how can we raise your child if you yourself are not happy at home? Absolutely. Now you have one coming up on the 18th, is it? It yeah, is the 18th Saturday. We are. Oh, 18th. wow. Yes. And where, tell them where to, where it's going to be and how to register if they want to go. So it's in Washington, D.C. at the Renaissance Downtown Hotel. Which you can go. However, <laughs> all 400 tickets sold out in less than 48 hours. We've been sold out. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Is it anyone? Yeah, yeah. We let tickets out in like mid February, and um, we sold out in less than forty eight hours. So the moms are fantastic. I love it. I'm so proud of you guys. That's awesome. So, um, so let me ask you. You told us what you can expect when you get there. What do you hear that parents are or moms are taking away 
from the conference? What do they like the most? Man, there's so much feedback. I, <laughs> I mean, they loved everything about the conference. Last year was so flawlessly executed. And I'm not just saying that because it's our conference. It's because of the feedback that we received. So post-conference, we sent out a survey. And there was like a 75% amazing rating. So it was like amazing, great, good. It was 75% amazing. I mean, everything from the pamper suite, the moms, they come, they can um, enjoy complimentary services. There's a mommy market that has 40 Black-owned, mom-owned brands to shop. So the shopping was amazing. Most of the moms that came said that they spent too much money. And most of the brands that we handpicked, we, we curate the market to highlight the best of the best within um, the Black mompreneur community. Most of the brands that participated, they said that they sold out. And they also, post-conference, went on to secure stockists and be featured in top tier publications. So the moms really enjoyed the shopping, but most importantly, they enjoyed the fellowship. Yeah. Like, like I said, I met someone last year at the conference that I'm still friends with now. We've been talking all week. I can't wait to see her on Saturday. And many, many moms share the same sentiment. There was another woman who attended and she happened to sit next to someone. They connected and they found out that they lived on the same street. But- oh. It took them to the mom friends to realize, oh, wow, we're neighbors. We have all of this in common. So most importantly, the moms are coming to hopefully build a tribe. Yeah. And that's what they, they just have a good time. If you go on our Instagram page, one of the last posts was actually from an attendee last year. She did like a 10 story post about yeah. how no one should contact her for four days. She is going <laughs> into mom friends land. She's like, you know, this is magical. <laughs> like, I, you have to be there to feel it. She just, she just felt so good. Um, that's being what I'm talking there. about. I'm talking about. Oh, I'm talking about. Um, um, wifey, oh wifey. yeah. yeah that's what I'm talking um, about. she just had a good time, just, just being there and engaging, and um, and it, it, it's really humbling, honestly, for us because, like, this week, like, our first of all, we're not even, we're ready as a team, but just like mentally, you know, she just had a baby, um, like. I, my two kids are just going through it. So just we're, we're, we need the mom friends. So to know that we've created a, a space where we really have each other's back, like we need the attendees as much as they need us. They need the mom squad. And this is just the best family reunion for moms. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I am so happy for you. I think that's awesome. It is so needed because we don't take care of ourselves as much as we take care of our children. We're so selfless in that sense, most moms anyway. And um, I think to be able to be pampered and network and it's such a small world, like you said, the same street, right? It's such a small world. You never know who you're going to meet. So fantastic. So, but we got to be on the East coast. We're on the West coast. So we gotta, are you guys going to come out to the West coast ever? Or are you thinking about it? What's going to happen in the future? We keep getting this question and typically with conferences, they remain in the host city and DC is the host city. So like if you, you, okay. know, you travel to New Orleans for Essence Fest or, you know, ColorCon, okay. whatever, wherever the conference is, that's where it's stationed. So for now we're staying in DC, but I mean, we get so many inquiries, who knows? Right, right. Well, we never know what the future might hold, right? You never know, but I'm so glad that you have that. We'll definitely bring events there. Like I said, District Madrid, we have staple events like Mommy on Blanc, which mm -hmm. is an all-white pop-up Mommy and Me picnic. We have the Mom Loft, which is a pamper evening for moms where um, you just kind of engage. And we have Moms Giving. Mm -hmm. So those staple events, we do plan to travel. 
I'm with, and you know, eventually the next year or two, we may start like chapters of district not reviewed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so those mm-hmm. big events, yes, we will travel to Atlanta, to LA, to New York. But with regards to the conference, it just takes way too much planning for this. Ooh. This conference is like there's nowhere we're doing this, like right. a, a multi city. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a lot. I know you probably have to recuperate after too. So it's a lot going on there. <laughs> See our surroundings. There's boxes all around us. <laughs> <You just can't. laughs> I, I totally believe it. I totally believe it. Well, I wish you nothing but the best of luck. I want to thank you for coming on Back Talk, the talk show for parents. Um, just don't forget everyone who's watching to share this broadcast. It'll be available in a few minutes after we sign off. Get the word out. Happy Mother's Day to everyone who's listening and happy Mother's Day to you ladies again. Thank you so much. I'm going to put up um, our, our website so you guys can always visit us. We're at SuccessfulBlackParenting.com. Our biggest following um, is on Twitter. Uh, we're at Black Parenting One, and we're also on Instagram at Black Parenting Magazine. So feel free to come visit us. We also have a, a bit.ly shortcut for this show that you can always get back to our page and see it. So until next time, everyone, thank you so much, and we will see you soon. Take care. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.